Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John Cobell podcast on the iHeartRadio app. John Cobell show KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And we're on the radio from one until four. Then after four o'clock, we become a podcast. John Cobell show on demand. Moist line coming up twice at uh, about 20 after and uh, 10 to four. And now we're going to talk with John Hatami. John Hatami, one of the strongest candidates for L.A. County District Attorney. He was in the debate last night that was sponsored by Los Angeles Magazine, hosted by one of their writers, John Regardi, and Fox 11's Alex Michelson. You can see it online at lamag.com. We have a link to it, the uh, YouTube link, on our uh, Twitter account. So just go to at John Cobalt Radio on Twitter, and there's a link. Take you to YouTube, and you really ought to watch it. it uh, if, you, if you don't know the candidates and you're kind of overwhelmed and confused because there was 10 of them last night, uh, let me tell you, John Hatami is is one of the best, and uh, Deputy DA, a lot of high-profile cases, been on with us a, a number of times. Let's get John on here. How are you, John? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I thought you came across great last night. How, how did you feel after the uh, event? I, I, I felt great. You know, I think that many people in Los Angeles know that George Gascon has a failed district attorney. 
Uh, he's let us down uh, regarding uh, public safety. He let us down regarding the fact that violent crime, uh, it still continues uh, to be a problem in Los Angeles. Property crimes have increased every single year. George Gascon has been DA. We have numerous smash and grab burglaries. We have organized retail theft. And I think so many people are ready for a new district attorney who's actually going to prioritize public safety. I found him infuriating, and I know I'm not the only one. I've talked with a couple of people today. They saw Gascon act as if everything has gone swimmingly for the first three years. I mean, he didn't give an inch on his policies. He he straight up lied about pretty much everything. Um, First, you know, he indicated that he's prosecuting misdemeanors. That's a straight out lie. He's not. Uh, There's at least 12 misdemeanors he doesn't prosecute, resisting arrest, disturbing the peace, public drunkenness, solicitation for prostitution, criminal threats. 37 cities, John, have voted no confidence in George Gascon because of the fact that he won't prosecute misdemeanors and he doesn't care about the quality of life of so many Angelinos. He also indicated uh, numerous times that he's spoken to all the prosecutors and he's worked with them. That's a straight out lie. Uh, He's never spoken to me. He's never spoken to a lot of the prosecutors within the office. And so when he stands up there, you know, in front of everybody and says these things, they're just completely uh, untrue and and they're fabrications. Um, He also doesn't realize that when you bring in people into the office that say police are barbarians or they want to abolish prisons or jails or they're telling victims not to call 911 and you're putting those people in positions of authority and power and management, You know, I worked on the Gabriel Fernandez case. There's so many children who are victims of abuse. Can you imagine telling these individuals not to call 911 to try to save a child and then taking that person and elevating them to a position of management and then trying to tell everybody in the public that somehow criticizing that is racial? That has nothing to do with race. It has to do with facts. We don't want people in charge of public safety that call police barbarians, that want to abolish prisons and jails, that tell victims of violent crime, like victims of child abuse or sexual abuse, not to call 911. People like that should not be in positions of power, and that has nothing to do with race. That has to do with the fact that we need to prioritize public safety. And so when George Gascon stands up there and says those things um, and says them you know, right in front of everybody, everybody needs to hold him accountable for the fact that he's just not telling the truth. No, I thought he was lying uh, quite, quite a bit last night. As you've been campaigning, I mean, that, that's got to be a, a completely different experience uh, than you know, doing your day-to-day prosecutor duties. You've probably met a lot of people uh, at, one, at all these events. I, I saw you at one event in Manhattan Beach a couple of months ago. What are you getting from the public? Because the public is often apathetic and ignorant of races like the local district attorney. So I will tell you this. Um, many people know me in Los Angeles for fighting for abused neglected and murdered children. And I do that every day. And many people know me as, you know, the prosecutor who prosecuted the killers of Gabriel Fernandez and the killers of Anthony Avalos. And so I think a lot of people out there who are parents, who are moms, who are dads, um, come up to me all the time and say, I want you to fight to make sure that my children are safe. And we don't feel that our children are safe. And so I'm blessed that I've handled a lot of these cases and a lot of people throughout LA County know me as somebody who fights for abused, neglected and murdered children. I could also tell you that I've encountered a lot of people in the business community 
who are so tired of being victims of smash and grab burglaries. I've encountered a lot of people in the immigrant community who own businesses, mom and pop shops, and they're so tired of, of being victimized um, with their businesses as well. Uh, I've encountered so many individuals who are victims of hate crime, and they're tired of the fact that they're victimized every day. Uh, I've also, you know, I fight for victims and survivors and surviving family members being a victim myself. And a lot of those victims, John, they feel left out. They feel like George Gascon has abandoned them, um, and they feel like nobody's up there fighting for them. And so for me, my experiences within L.A. County have been really good. I've traveled from Lancaster all the way to Claremont and everywhere in between. I think Angelinos are tired of George Gascon. They're tired of these radical politicians. They want someone to lead. They want someone to be an actual leader, to inspire others, and to want to promote and protect their community and and prioritize public safety. And so I think people are ready for a change. You know, it's funny. This is one of the few races or one of the few um, politicians who really had a dramatic negative impact on the day-to-day life every day of the people living in L.A. County. You know, there's a lot of people, they run for office, and whether they win or lose, sometimes it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter who's in the office, right? But this is a, a, a unique situation where his decisions really greatly impacted millions of lives, and every day you're noticing it. Every day people are talking about it. It's really an unusual situation. And it's good. And that, I agree. Yeah, go ahead. I agree. He just first he destabilized our office. Um, we, we're short over 200 deputy district attorneys. Um, he has so many people within the office suing him. Um, you know, you know, I mean, I came on your show and I was on it pretty much, you know, on a weekly basis because on December of 2020, when George Gascon took office, I was the first deputy district attorney to step forward and challenge George Gascon's directives. And I did it publicly. And I would be on your show numerous times talking about all the radical policies of George Gascon over the last three years. Um, This individual has impacted our community in an incredibly negative way. Um, The the amount of crime we have here in Los Angeles is unprecedented. Um, Ask anybody when you go out there. People are afraid to walk their children to school. People are afraid to wear a watch or jewelry. People are afraid to go to the mall and shop because of smash and grab burglaries or organized retail theft. People are afraid to go to the beach. People get afraid when they go pump their gas that somebody's going to attack them doing that. But last so, night he denied any of that is happening in any greater numbers than before. I know. He 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 is a good liar and a straight up liar. And I looked at him when 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 you know when when we he was talking about these things and he did it with a straight face, which should scare a lot of people, um, because it shows you that he is a politician. He is not somebody who actually cares. He is not somebody who's honest. Um, you know, he, he is an individual who only cares about his job, about power, uh, about, you know, imposing these radical and rogue policies, just about not telling the truth. He doesn't care about the normal Angelino. He only cares about media cases and what the media thinks about him. But, you know, children who are abused and tortured and neglected, that nobody knows about. He doesn't care. Um, innocent Angelinos who are killed, uh, he doesn't care. Uh, teenagers who are poisoned and killed by fentanyl, he doesn't care. These street takeovers, he doesn't care. Unless it's a media case or some type of case, 
he doesn't really care about these things. And he constantly goes on from debate to debate, not telling the truth. I thought it was powerful last night when you guys were debating his chief of staff, Tiffany Blacknell, and her record as uh, a vicious anti-police activist called police barbarians. And you talked about your wife being a, an L.A. County Sheriff's deputy and that your wife isn't a barbarian. We played that clip right before the news, right before you came on. And I thought that was uh, really something else when you talked about your mother, uh, your, your wife and your, your children's mother uh, not being a barbarian. And, and he's got no uh, shame in doing that. I mean, you know, John, first off, we lost two really good police officers in Omonte, um, dads, um, Paredes and Santana, who were brutally murdered in El Monte, and they were murdered as a result of George Gascon's policies of allowing an individual out of custody on probation who had strike priors, uh, and that individual had gun allegation and gun charges, and, and he was still out, and he got another gun illegally, and he killed two police officers. We had another police officer, Clinton Broomer, in Palmdale, who was brutally assassinated. Um, and so for George Gascon to hire somebody into management who calls police barbarians, that's sick. That, that, that's really disturbing. And for my wife, who's the mother of my children, you know, not only is she a detective, but she works patrol two times a week because the sheriff's department is short-staffed. Most detectives do. And so when she goes out on patrol, I, I'm worried. I want to make sure that my wife, the mother of my children, comes home, home, comes home safely. And I also want a DA who, if something bad does happen to her, I know in my heart that DA is going to prosecute that person or that killer to the fullest extent of the law. And so many police officers who risk their lives on a daily basis and are out there every day fighting for us, they don't believe the DA we have right now has their back. They don't believe the DA cares about them. Their family members of police officers don't believe the DA cares about them. And to me, that's a disgrace. Yes. It's sick to have a district attorney in Los Angeles who is not going to stand up and support police officers, support their family members, and make sure that we're partners and we're, we're a team, and make sure that if something bad happens to a police officer, you're going to get up and tell the public, you're going to prosecute the person who did it, and you're going to do it to the fullest extent of the law. And John, the police officers know that I, I'm that person. I, I hate to interrupt you. Please come back again soon, whenever you want, all right, between now and Election Day. Thank you, John. Thank okay. you so much. John Hatami. Yes, you too. L.A. County Deputy DA running against Gascon. Uh, we got Moistline coming up next. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. KFI AM 640. And it's time for the Moistline. Let's go. 877-MOIST-86. Oh, we got to give away cash first? There's too now, much going on. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Credit. That's credit. C-R-E-D-I-T. Enter it now at KFIAM640.com slash cash. I blame this on Deborah. She was in here, distracted me. I forgot the name of the show. I forgot I'm supposed to give away You're money. You're blaming me? Yes, I'm blaming you. Uh, all right. Credit is the uh, keyword here. Credit. Enter that at KFIAM640.com slash cash. If you win, you'll be notified by email. Check your junk and spam folder, too. Listen to KFI. There's a winning keyword from 920 in the morning with Gary and Shannon all the way to 520 with Conway every weekday. Next chance to win with Conway is at 420. Now, 
Let's do the Moist Line, 877-MOIST-86. Hey, it's John. Thanks for calling the Moist Line. I'm so excited to hear from you. It's about time. I'm sitting here looking at the sky, and I'm watching these planes fly by, and they're spewing this white foam or white smoke or powder or something. This goes on whenever there's a clear day. Can somebody tell me, are they manipulating the weather? I'm sure you feel secure as I do. We have fighter jets up in the air bombing Yemen, almost starting a third world war. Nothing from the president. But the next day he appears on the podium talking about bailing out student loans. Wow, I guess everything's just peachy in the world, right? On the topic of nonprofits and how much the employees, especially at the top, make, technically the NFL is a nonprofit organization. Now, each team is for profit. Their owners, right, are making profits, but the organization that they play under, the NFL, is a nonprofit, and Roger Goodell at the top makes $40 million a year. A couple years ago, the state of California had an $80 billion surplus. Now, a couple years later, $60 billion deficit. That's how Newsom manages money. The guy's a complete disaster. Crazy to think if he ran, some people would actually vote for him. Scary. He's covered homeless people. People stealing everything and anything that isn't tied down without penalty. Millions of illegal aliens. But the real problem in California is my food scraps. That's the real problem. They need a special bucket because they're going to destroy the world. You know what? I'm done flying. I, I, I value my life more than these people value their job at Boeing. So I'm not trusting them to put the bolts on correctly anymore. I'm not trusting some 25-year-old who's on TikTok to manage air traffic control. I'm done. I'm going to control things myself and drive myself everywhere. You guys remember that old saying, beggars can't be choosers? Well, California has turned that upside down in the saying to be, come to California because beggars can be choosers. This is pretty depressing. They're trying to look for federal charges on a guy who killed the puppy, but they let all the drug dealers that are killing humans out roaming the, the, the city? Come on, man, that's ridiculous. Hey, Deborah, you need to stop eating raw broccoli. It's making you angry all the time. I'm worried for you, girl. Stop eating the raw broccoli. Yeah, I work for a small aerospace company here in Southern California, and I know there's people who take shortcuts, and uh, supervisors and managers, they don't care. Shortcuts like leak check and uh, tightening the bowls to specifications. Yeah, some people get away with all kind of stuff. You should run for governor, John. That's the only way to go with you. You become our next governor. I'm second generation here Mexican. My parents came here. They had family waiting for them. They had a job waiting for them. They work hard. They build businesses. We own homes. But these people that are coming, watch the YouTube videos. They make fun of Joe Biden saying they're taking advantage. They're happy to be living off the welfare and all of that other stuff. The industry of the future lies in mobile EV charging stations. Oh, wait. Seem to follow the ban on gas-powered lawn equipment is the ban on generators. Well done, Newsom. Get another stellar act of genius, you idiot. First, I agree with you about the accident investigations on the freeway. Clean them up and get traffic moving. Second, desalinization. It's just like the poop water. It all goes through the same process. It's clean water. Get over it. We need the water. Love, Deborah Mark. This issue regarding the kids' football is an orchestrated plan. 
legislator can bring the bill so Newsom can veto the bill to show that he cares about kids, their parents and the football. Ultimately, when he gets what he wants, then he will change his mind. Hey Deborah, this is the universe. We heard you want me at 7.2 earthquake. We just want to let you know that we're working on it and it's on its way. Just want to make sure that you really want the 7.2. Thank you for leaving your message. Please hang up. Goodbye. Oh, you want a 7.2? No, I don't. I said I don't want to put it out into the universe. Uh, looks like it went out there. No, come uh, back. According to the universe. <laughs> I take uh, it back. All right. When we, when we come back, uh, Joe Biden <laughs> got really, really confused again today. And the L.A. Times went on strike, but nobody noticed. <laughs> this, the, the L.A. Times is actually falling apart. I'm literally falling apart, and we'll tell you all about it in minutes. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print, or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, Kibi Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM640. We have another round of the voice line coming up in about 20 minutes. Uh, we've been talking a lot about George Gascon. Uh, somebody I know sent me a message 
Anyone who votes for Gascon is a complete fool and idiot and deserves their home to be broken into. Yikes. Sounds like an unhinged person, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. That's really sad. That's not. That's mean-spirited there. We're going to get into the uh, uh, almost complete collapse of the Los Angeles Times. This is going to be highly amusing. And in the midst of uh, the management announcing that there's going to be big layoffs, uh, the only thing that the journalists are fighting over is they want to protect their diversity. Uh, you're, you're not going to believe this stuff. Uh, it's uh, The New York Times has a story on it, and so does Daniel Gus, uh, the independent journalist at the Gus Report. Uh, first thing, though, before I forget, because this was my favorite clip of the day, uh, President Biden, who has uh, not been seen in public in quite a few days, uh, they, uh, <laughs> they brought him out to do a speech in Raleigh, and he was looking for a congresswoman named Deborah Ross. This is Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, and, and Biden got really confused. Listen to this. Appreciate it very much. I also want to mention Congressman De Deborah Ross. Where's Deborah? This year, I just had my picture taken with her. That's probably why she left. <laughs> no, all kidding to stop. Anyway, you, you can, oh, she couldn't be here, actually. That's not true. I got it mixed up. And she has, you know, she fights very hard for the people of this district, and she's up in Washington right now. <laughs> Did you follow all that? <laughs> Where's Deborah? I just had my picture taken with her. Uh, and then somebody must have cued him. Oh, she couldn't be here, actually. Where's uh, Deborah? That's not true. I got mixed up. She's up in Washington. Where's Deborah? <laughs> Where's Deborah? Where are you? Here I am. Where's Deborah? He couldn't see you. Uh, boy, oh, boy. I, I mean, he went out of his way. It's not, where's Deborah? Oh, she's not here. Where's Deborah? I had my picture taken with her backstage. Where's Deborah? <laughs> that is too good. But yeah, go ahead. Vote for him. Where's Deborah? Excellent. Excellent idea. Vote for him. Uh, the uh, Let me see. Let me get my, my uh, stories straight here because th this, is, this is too rich. So the LA Times had a one-day walkout. A one-day walkout. Because uh, they, they got word, the L.A. Times Guild, th that's their union, that um, major layoffs are coming. Maybe 100 people. A, a big percentage of the newsroom is, is going to be cut because the, 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 the paper is dying. If not, all they have to do is they got to get the coroner to issue the autopsy report. But it's gone. Now, and I was thinking, it's like, well, if, if the L.A. Times is on strike for the day, right? There's no, no news stories. And I checked. There's very little news on the page today. Uh, what am I going to be missing? And I thought, well, no climate change stories, no COVID stories, right? No fear mongering there, no race stories and no transgender stories. And I'm thinking, how am I going to get through the day? Those that's the big four for the LA times, uh, progressive woke crowd is almost every day. You can count on the front bay front page being littered with climate change, another COVID surge, some kind of race dispute and a transgender dispute or variations thereof. And that's all they've done. And they wonder why they can't draw an audience. They have targeted their product to like this hard left progressive woke whack job crowd, which is fine. It's a free country. 
and there should be uh, news outlets for everybody, right? But you can't complain that you're not making money and that now you have to lay off the writers because you were... You reject like 90% of the normal people out there who are not obsessed with race, gender, COVID, or climate. In fact, I would say probably 90, 95% of people never discuss this. I never hear them talking about it. It, it, it. It's just fascinating. So you wrote this very narrow focused uh, leftist extremist blog and you wonder why people haven't shown up. Because I've looked at the... Uh, the metrics online, there are websites that actually track how long people spend on your pages. And I saw that the average person who goes online to the L.A. Times only stays a minute. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> because I think we've all heard enough about the climate, enough about COVID, enough about race and gender. I think we all got the message. We, we, we know what these stories are about, but every day, the relentless pounding, it is so difficult just to do our show when that's all they offer every day. Now, as far as the actual, uh, the actual strike, and, and I, I don't know how, if, first of all, they're about to fire you. And that's no way to get on the good side of, uh, Patrick Sunshian is, is to walk out and, uh, leave leave the website basically blank when it comes to new news but they're gonna they're gonna let go about 100 journalists the executive editor kevin marita uh, quit last week because he saw that was coming what's amazing though is the la time guild caucus they're panicking because they want to make sure the cuts don't affect the diversity of the journalists seriously and let me, let me read you, I got uh, Daniel Gus's report here. Here's a quote from the Guild Caucus leaders. They wrote this to Sun Xiang. As you navigate financial pressures in our industry, we urge you to avoid undoing the diversity that we've worked so hard to build. <laughs> well, the issue here is there's no money coming into the LA Times, and Sun Xiang has already blown a billion dollars of his money, and he doesn't want to lose anymore. And you're worried about diversity. How come your diversity doesn't bring readers? How come the few readers that show up spend no time on the website reading all your propaganda? Really, they're, they're only there for like a minute or two. And then they can't take it anymore. Hard left progressives constitute, I don't know, maybe 6% of the population. How about pitching news coverage to the other 94% of us who don't spend our days obsessing on race and gender and COVID and climate? Uh, the LA Times Guild caucus leaders wrote this letter. The group includes, these are all separate caucuses. This is not separate caucuses within Congress. These are separate caucuses within the LA Times Union. You have the Black Caucus, the Latino Caucus, the Asian American Caucus, the Middle Eastern Caucus, the South Asian Caucus, and the LGBTQ plus caucus. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six caucuses, which, by the way, if you notice, doesn't cut, doesn't count any of the uh, the white writers and editors there. And uh, the Guild Caucus leader says, as you navigate financial pressures, we urge you to avoid undoing the diversity that we've worked so hard to build. Layoffs would be catastrophic, eliminating new and essential voices and diminishing the gains we've made under your family's leadership. It's about it's not about your voices. 
It's about the news coverage. I'm not looking for a voice when I read a newspaper. I want to know what the news is. But instead, they have endless opinion columns or endless opinion columns masquerading as news stories. So there's all these voices, but there isn't too much news that's useful. Unbelievable. So that's the last dying screams of the L.A. Times. We're losing our diversity. <sighs> yeah, I guess when everybody's fired, you're going to have absolutely no diversity because there's going to be nobody working there anymore because you've ignored 95% of the public now for many years. So this was going to happen. People don't want to read this stuff. They And we can statistically prove that. They don't read the L.A. Times. All it is is a masthead from the 1900s. It's like an old British coat of arms where all the family members who inherited that coat of arms became a bunch of drunks and drug addicts. And it's, uh, it's not worth anything anymore. We have a, another round of the Moist Line coming up. You're listening to John Cobalt on demand from KFI AM 640. We're going to do round two of the Moist Line in just a moment. I was looking through another story on the uh, dissolving Los Angeles Times. Uh, New York Times uh, says the L.A. Times was on track to lose 30 to $40 million in 2023. That was as of the middle of last year. Now, the year before that, I had read they lost $50 million. So they, they've been cutting expenses. But Sun Xiang is still losing tens of millions of dollars. Uh, they called a spokeshole for Sun Xiang, and she said that the company has a significant gap between revenue and expenses, even with the layoffs and other cost-saving measures from last year. She said the Sun Xiang family had invested tens of millions of dollars every year since buying the Times. They're committed to continuing to invest but relying on a benevolent owner to cover expenses year after year is not a viable long-term plan. So it sounds like he's close to cutting out because he spent $500 million on the carcass. He threw in another $300 million. And then it's, it's, it's anywhere from 30 to 40 to 50 million a year to keep it afloat to pay the bills. And I don't care how wealthy you are. There's only so long you're going to put up with that. You feel like an idiot. I have an idea. Run more hard left-wing progressive stories. More woke stories. That'll turn it around. Big market for that out there. Just ask Bud Light. Let's go now to the uh, Moist Line. one moist 86 Hey, it's John. Thanks for calling the Moist Line. I'm so excited to hear from you. It's about time. The reason you're looking for is probably the same reason why voter turnout is only 15%. We get what we deserve. People of California, this is what they voted for. John, nobody voted to have this DA in. The DA was voted in automatically without our wanting. The chance for this greedy old NFL who chose to streamline one of the most popular games of the weekend, they decided to piggyback with NBC and do nothing but a streamline. For a league that's making hand over fist, they should be ashamed of themselves for making the fans go out of their way to watch it. I'm tired of you guys making money on top of money. That sucks. 
One day I went to the grocery store to use that DMV machine and it was out of paper so it couldn't print out my receipt. So I went to the DMV and the lady behind the counter told me, oh, you need to call the 800 number. Those aren't our machines. What do you mean those aren't your machines? It's got the big DMV logo on it. State of California seal is on it. What do you mean I have to go and call the 800 number? Do your job for once. Okay, John, so these idiots at the Innocence Project or whatever are going to take on Scott Peterson? That's like saying in 1963 they would have taken on Jack Ruby for not killing Oswald. I mean, come on, there's nothing more obvious in the world. How Would, would these people have nothing to do? I'm really pissed off that Biden, Sleepy Joe, allowed all these illegal immigrants to cover and raid our country. Bull Hey, John, what do you think this homeless thing is going to get all better? With the fentanyl, it's going to get worse. Nobody's doing nothing. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Escape from L.A., baby. Better get in your bunker. A grown-ass woman would not call herself a grown-ass woman. <laughs> Grown. I used to live over by that Kuwanga area, garbage town. I had to leave, but I remember that sidewalk completely obstructed. I want the campaign Ethan Weaver for mayor. That's the campaign that needs to start in the shadows. But yes, please put this man on city council to start with. Ethan Weaver, president. I can't say how much I liked what he had to say. You know, I think I fell in love with Ethan Weaver when he called the LA Times the El Segundo Times. <laughs> Nithya Raman wanted to come to the apartment building I own and tell all my tenants they don't have to pay their rent and how to get around it. And I told her, you step one foot on my property, I will have you arrested for trespassing. I am so glad to hear you call out that socialist communist witch for what she is. <laughs> if Governor Hairgel becomes a Democrat candidate for president, I will move to a swing state. I want my vote to keep that piece of out of office. <laughs> John. I need you to run for president. I know you can do it. You're right on most issues. You still got time to do it. We need you, brother. We need you. Come on, John, do it. John, I'm very surprised that you've never heard the expression grown-ass woman. Dang, man, you're a grown-ass man. Thank you for leaving your message. Please hang up. Goodbye. And uh, Evan Weaver running against Nithya Raman in that council district covers uh, the valley from uh, Encino all the way over to, includes Van Nuys and Studio City, also down into the Hollywood Hills area, Los Feliz, vote for him. Yeah, because he would be a good mayor someday. So get him on the city council, get rid of, stop voting for communists. Don't vote for Nithya Ramian, Rothman, what's her name? Nithya Raman, communist. Conway's here. Hey now, hey, a uh, grown-ass woman is the newer, softer version of, that's a huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just hadn't heard that uh, term before. Yeah, you very rarely hear that. Um, Alex Michelson's coming on with us. We'll talk about the debate last night. Yeah, that was good. Did you get to see it? I only caught the tail end where he asked uh, all the contestants uh, what their favorite band was and what their favorite movie was. Ah. So I guess there's... Uh, well, it's still online. No, no crime. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> throw these softballs out. Why does he come on with you? I don't know. <laughs> We're trying to stop it, and this is the best way to do it. <laughs> Uh, and then we have one of the greatest uh, dog trainers in the world. Dog parks, are they good or dangerous, John? We'll figure that out. Yeah, that's what we do. And then Walmart is upping their annual salary for managers to $128,000. Really? Yeah. 
128 grand to be a Walmart manager. That's right. No that's kidding. right. Yeah. I'm out of here, guys. See you. <laughs> oh, gee, that's where we're going to lose half the staff. That's right. Uh, and then uh, there was something else. I don't remember. Oh, no. A buddy of mine, Chris Pitcher, who's the head of uh, all detectives at LAPD. I grew up playing hockey with him, and he's retiring. I Look, I played hockey with this guy. Mm-hmm. He went on to become the head of all detectives with LAPD, and I'm doing a, a stupid mm-hmm. radio show. Well, <laughs> you took the wrong path a long time ago. I did. I did. I, I did. can't see you as a police officer, though. I, no, no, no. I, I would be fired the first week. I would have shot somebody in the first week. And then the, at the end of that chase today, it looks like they shot that guy at the end of the chase. Oh, did they? Yeah, no, All no right. good. Don't run from the uh, cops. All right. Conway's next. Ding dong. And rain's place. coming in. John, rain. Yeah, rain, 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 rain. Yeah. Ding uh, dong. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.